the Koshcast flaring up again like Mark Hughes' handshake issues. We'll start locally where Josie Altador has Toronto FC heading for a record altitude as they leave San Jose quaking in their boots. In the Premier League, City smash Liverpool as the curse of Oxlade-Chamberlain continues and Sadio Mane creates a profile on Facebook so that he can send his thoughts and prayers to Edison. Elsewhere, Arsenal take a bite out of the sour cherries, Mourinho is the only person in the world pining for Fellaini, and for Swansea, we run out of ways to say that Sanchez had a bad game. Like an English tourist, we'll stumble bleary-eyed through Europe, while Moomoo of the Week is here for your pleasure, as is a special guest. Listen up. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Roche is here. Hello, hello. Mohanad is here. Hi, everyone. And joining us today is TSN writer and producer Mike Bobet. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, why don't we start with Toronto FC? Yeah, let's do that. Um, they're always fun to start with because they're, well, they're the most, I mean... Me and Alex are Arsenal supporters, so it's not the most fun right now. So we kind of follow TFC quite closely. Yes, yeah. way, way more fun. Yeah. And uh, Mike, you saw Toronto FC for San Jose now. Is this getting, is MLS too easy for Toronto FC at this point? Uh, when the Earthquakes had a player sent off late in the match, I thought perhaps instead of sending a player off, <laughs> they should have gotten <laughs> another player on. Yeah. Right. TFC is toying with teams right now. Uh, they are running through the league. They have not even hit their final gear, and this team is flat out scary right running now. Running through the six. But but you know what's even more scary about that? It's that they started the season with I think it was like four draws in a row, games they should have won. So yep. I, mean, I think they started like one win, four draws, and a loss, and they're still like nine points ahead of the league. Yeah, no, it's great, and and, and you're right. They're they're kind of in second gear right now. They're like you know if they don't have to bring on Ricketts to chase a game ever. Like, now they just have to do it out of sympathy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> also, Giovinco doesn't have to carry them anymore as maybe two seasons ago where everyone was just going to watch Giovinco play. Now everyone goes to watch the whole team play. They look so good as a unit, just the way they move the ball around, the three at the back, uh, most games. It just looks so easy for them. It looks so effortless. Some games we watch were like, they're not even playing that well and they're winning three, fours, and now they have a run of games that it is against some more challenging opposition before kind of the playoffs and they're trying to get that uh, record points that LA's they have what nine more points to to equal the yeah. record yeah the nine points off LA's mm. LA's record and six games to go so we've got LA Montreal New England New York Rebels Montreal again and Atlanta Altador said a couple of weeks ago that he would relish uh, being the reason why the impact missed the playoffs and TFC's got a very good chance to decide whether or not they're friends down the 401 are back in the playoffs or not. Yeah, so six points. Here's my question. Does Altador really care or is MLS trying to manufacture rivalries that hard? Probably column A and column B. Okay. Yeah. They are hammering the rivalry thing home. Yeah, it's rivalry really week and the 401 derby. Yes. Who nobody in the United States has any idea what that means. <laughs> what that That's means. the thing. You, you need something that but has a better narrative. I, I have to say the atmosphere, the best TFC atmosphere I've been at was at a four at a four one derby. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, but like call it like, call it like the Franco English War of something, right? Like, but to be fair, that was also partially because it was the playoffs, right. the final second leg, and everyone was getting sure. ice, ice rain, freezing rain on them. <laughs> That's a good it was point. a it was a terrible night. It was yeah. horrendous. I think everybody there got pneumonia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost a couple of toes for sure. We tried to Mahana and I had tried to podcast the day afterwards, and the first fifteen minutes was us talking about we how we were thawing out still. Like it was. <laughs> Um, Bittersher started he was excellent and I mean I don't like him that much there, there, we, had, we had a debate on Twitter about whether he should get a spot back yes. or not and it was kind of mixed reviews I think most people said um, that he should hmm. which I thought was defensive solidity yeah. I think was the also I mean he's the devil you know right Right. but right. I, I put this in the notes because I know you don't like him yes I know you did that yeah um, so yeah uh, I mean we're Planning to go to uh, to as many playoff games as possible without going broke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Mike. Have well, you saved up playoff money? <laughs> I'm gonna try to go. Yeah. Uh, if I don't, I won't be heartbroken. I'll watch it on television. But the atmosphere down there is fantastic. Oh, it really is. And it's still a very affordable ticket. Yeah. Um, 
the Jays have more home dates. The Argos are still a thing, but uh, in terms of <laughs> uh, exactly, in terms of bang for your buck, um, if you have not been to a TSU yes. match, uh, and I know there's a lot of casuals right now who are paying a lot more attention than they have in the past. Ratings are through the roof. They've yeah. doubled. They're still very modest in terms of comparing them to MLB ratings or even CFL ratings. But uh, right now, the interest is sky high. And um, if you have not been to a match, get yourself down there. It is a great experience in the city. See, uh, here's a question I have for, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the ratings are going high. Do you think that this is something the MLS will want to shift more towards the U.S., like in the next coming seasons, shift the players around, maybe? With Bob Bradley taking over at the expansion club in L.A., there's obviously going to be uh, you know, an attachment to his son. Um, but the thing with Michael Bradley is he's not going to put asses in seats. Uh, he's not a flashy player. And if, you know, if you're watching what he does, and he's been doing it very well this year, you can appreciate him. But as a casual fan, you're going to be looking for that Zlatan signing. And yeah. as long as they've got that marquee player in L.A., uh, they've got marquee players in New York. And Toronto FC has a marquee Delgado. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's right. That's also, right. the one thing you notice watching TFC is that... Uh, these players are in, are enjoying their time. They're enjoying yeah. their experience. Even Juvinko, when he's not scoring, he's celebrating really kind of emphatically with whoever scored or even without an assist or a goal. Like you can tell that they're enjoying themselves. They're, they're a close-knit group. They're friends. Um, there doesn't seem to be any back-end issues, any locker room issues. And that really shows in the games. And I think it would be stupid to throw that away because um, you're, you're still making really good money regardless. Like, yeah, you might get a, a slight pay rise if you if you move but at this point it's the experience itself is, is worth a lot oh for sure but like mls kind of makes things up as they go along to some extent sure. so when roche asks like do they want to move players to the states it's not unfathomable to think no they not might at all. orchestrate that situation i mean that's more of an nba thing i yeah. think than anywhere else but absolutely uh if, if don garber decides that we've got a flagging market somewhere that could use a boost and you know, it might be at the expense of Canada. That said, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, hopefully not yet. No. Yeah. And what's interesting about Javinko too, is that I wonder if mentally he has come to grips with the fact that he is not in Ventura's plans. He's not going to the World Cup. He's not getting called back to the Azuri. And the fact that he's kind of settled on that now yeah. has made him buy into everything a little bit more back home here. I, I 100% think that that's probably true. And, and it kind of... And bug me. I can just ignore it. That's the thing about Twitter. But whenever he doesn't get called up, a lot of Toronto FC fans go a bit mental about it. And I don't get it. Because it's better to... Like, sure, if he's absolutely. okay with it, it's better that you don't it's get called up. It's to our benefit. Yeah. It really is. Well, yeah. Also, keep in mind that the reason this also came up recently is because Davis Bia got back. So now it's like, well, what about Jovinko? And obviously Jovinko, you know, people will agree he's a better player currently, etc. Et but it is... I mean, you even the European teams, they're like, I hope my player doesn't go to international duty. Like, it's not a... It's not like... I get it. It's, it's a sense of pride slightly in, in MLS when your player gets called up because Absolutely. it shows that, you know, it's not a washed up... Still uh, relevant. Yeah, it's still relevant. Exactly. You're not there to retire. So that it has that notion, but Jovinko's happy. He's not, it's not affecting his game. So why send him, you know, halfway across the world to come back with an injury? There's no point. I it, feel... F- sorry, go on. Well, who does he displace? Like, is he, is he starting ahead of Pelotti? Like, who is, who is no, he going to displace? It's not a country that lacks in strikers, right? Yeah. No. I personally feel a lot more pride when I see like Raheem Edwards get called up to Canada. Absolutely. It's, yeah. Sure. Um, all right. Enough TFC. Let's move on. Sure. Premier League. Yeah. Um, so last week we sat here and we talked about how brilliant Liverpool were <laughs> as they, or two weeks ago, yeah. as they smashed Arsenal 4-0. They then bought an Arsenal player <laughs> in Oxlade-Chamberlain. and Extremely now overpriced. On the receiving end. Yep. Of a 5-0 gubbing from Manchester City. Let's quickly point out that Oxlade Chamberlain's last two debuts, one for Arsenal, ended in 8-2 yes. uh, defeat, and now a 5-0 defeat. He has conceded in his last two games for his two clubs more goals than he has scored for Arsenal in his entire <laughs> career. And they wow. paid 35 million for him. He came on. And that fee can go up still, too. Yeah, yeah, true. There are add ons. Yeah, if he wins the player of the year. What do they do? Yeah, that's going to happen. Is so. that one of them? Like, what I think it's do? 5 million pounds. I'm not sure what the incentives are, but it could rise to, to 40 million pounds. It's, it's, it's funny. He came on with like 20 minutes, uh, I think 30 minutes ago, something like that. No, half time. Oh, half time? Yeah. And he didn't even put in effort. Like, I watched him closely and he was jogging back. Firmino was running past him trying to get it because they were down in that. To be fair, and he wasn't no even one jogging. really did on that team in the second sure. half. But you think you, it's your new club. You, 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 you talked about Klopp so much um, for about the transfer and how it's the main reason. You'd think you would try and show 
what he's all about, but it just he just failed. I, th- I think the problem is that Klopp apparently gave him a cuddle, one of the famous cuddles in training, which, I mean, that's what he moved there for. Right. He moved there for the cuddles. So if you give him one too early, Wenger he's got nothing. Bony. To- no, that's, that's <laughs> okay. not true at all. He's getting enough cuddles at Arsenal. That's why he moved to Liverpool, because he wants a challenge. Well, he's got one now. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I thought I thought bringing Oxley chamberlain on at half-time was one of a few slightly bizarre Klopp decisions. One of which was starting Klavan over Lovren. Um, I understand they've got Sevilla in midweek, so he's resting him maybe. I think they're all just as bad as each other at but it's, point. But it's, it's kind of just shifting around chairs on the deck of the Titanic, yeah. isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you know, it seemed like Van Dyke was plan A. Yeah. And Van Dyke didn't... And plan B and C and D. There there was nothing else. You did nothing to address a position that has been a weak spot for how many years now at Anfield? How many? Some guy on Twitter was like, the the whole Van Dyke situation is like saying, I have a Ferrari and I want to upgrade. Uh, Sorry, I have a Fiat and I want to upgrade, but only a Ferrari. Like nothing in between will do. Um, But you you spoke about Ox coming on. I have no issue with him coming on. It's just like, why is Salah coming off when he was your most dangerous player all game? Literally the only one trying to make anything happen. Oh, he's definitely being rested. I mean, they were down to the middle. got a red card. They were like, oh, let's just throw in the towel right now. Yeah. No, I think that's it. Um, And Liverpool really, you know, I I really don't want to get into the money red card. He's kicked him in the face. I don't know if you've seen the picture of Edison now, but like, it's a yep. massive scar. Yeah, and they, they say he didn't see him coming, but if he thought he wasn't there, he wouldn't have had but, his leg there. But doesn't that make it even worse? Yeah. Because, you know, the letter of the law has nothing to do with intent. Right. It is, is it a dangerous high boot? End of story it was. And the fact that he had no regard for a, a, a fellow player on the pitch suggests that it's even worse. Yeah. And you can argue whether or not. We've seen high boots, you know, Matt Ritchie, for example. You, you, you've seen, you know, uh, the straight red not given. But I don't know how, uh, and Klopp said that, that Guardiola agreed with him, but I, I don't see how you could even make the argument, it's a straight red. Yeah. It is, yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Um, but even before the red, I thought City were more into the game. It just looked, they were one nil up anyways, um, and I just felt like they were more into it. It felt like they were going to clinch the win. I know Liverpool had a few chances to, to, to get a goal, Salah had a few, but it just felt like City had the game a bit more. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, De Bruyne was the start of the show. Yes, um, yep, absolutely. You know, all the highlights were, it, it looked like a hot knife through butter. And let's just quickly point out that it was Mane who was sent off. It wasn't a central defender, it was like one of their attacking players. So their defensive shape was still, you know, relatively solid. Right. But they were still being cut through. But Liverpool do that thing like Arsenal do, which is like at 2 0 down, you'd think they would go, you know what? Let's not make it embarrassing. We're not going to win this game. We're not going to beat City with, with a man down. Well, they Let's don't just know keep, how But they shine. don't know. Same as our, they just don't know. They still went at him. They were counterattacking as fast yeah. as they can. It's like, well, obviously you're going to concede three more. The other thing, too, though, is that when you consider how tight it's going to be at the top of the table, as we all expect this year, goal differential might come into play. Yeah. yeah. So you cannot afford to just completely capitulate like they did in the second half. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, t- two other Klopp decisions I just want to touch on quickly. One was starting Firmino, who... It turns out, spent about 30 hours flying in the last week, as well as playing two matches for Brazil. Like, I know Sturridge isn't his preferred choice. Maybe you can move Salah to the middle and play Ox on the right or something. But, like, he must have been exhausted. And he played like it. Mm-hmm. I, and he wasn't the worst player on the pitch. No. Though. No. No. Um, but also, I mean, Sturridge just doesn't seem to be even... I mean, that's, you think why Ox was bought. And I think it's... Instead of playing storage, I think he just wants to have as many options as possible before he has to resort to storage. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, and, and then the, the last decision I, I wanted to touch on is the uh, the teeth grinding. It hurts watching it. I don't know what that is. It's I, so I, weird. It's very strange. I know Scotty Bowman on the bench used to chew ice. And there's a couple huh. other managers in different sports that do that. But the teeth grinding is... I wonder if he wears like some sort of protective shield and when he sleeps. Yeah. Well, I doubt yeah. it. No, I doubt it. That is, that is frightening. It's it just is uncomfortable yeah. to look at. And, and to be fair, the fourth official does well to just kind of stand his yeah. ground in that situation. Um, let's touch upon City a bit. Um, so Aguero scored. He is now uh, the highest scoring non-EU player in the league. Sure. Um, I mean, he's been one of the best strikers in the league in the past whatever decade or whatever it is. Um, he's also six goals short of being uh, Manchester City's record goal scorer. So he should achieve that this season. But he also did it in... So the previous record holder was Eric Brook, who took 453 games to do that, and Aguero is going to do it in about 260. So yeah, so I, like you gave him six goals in three in three games. Yeah, nice. something like that. What um, year was Eric Brooks' record set? I don't know. Was that the 60s or 70s? Not a clue. Any idea? No, no. The 1890s. 
I mean, it wasn't when we were watching football, so no, it definitely. Must have been. It was yes. probably with a leather ball. Yeah. yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Whatever. Before so, color television. David James was still in goal. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, but I mean, with with City, they look good. I'll give him that. But Pep still, I don't think knows his best eleven, um, and I don't know why he doesn't. But like Danilo playing center back, fine, he did okay. But still, like he mixes and matches still way too much, and he needs to kind of decide what is my best eleven. And you know, is Bernardo Silva always going to be on the bench? Is Sane going to get any playing time? Is Aguero going to play up top with Jesus or not? Because I will say this: I just feel like he wants to drop Aguero. He really does. It, it seems like that. Yeah. And he's just not doing scoring. it. Well, yeah, because they keep playing him. Well, because he scores but when he, he plays. Like, as simple yeah, as that. Yeah. But that's the thing. He wants to drop him, but he can't. Like, it's one of those... I don't know how, what he's going to do about it, but... I think you saw it with Harry Kane in the uh, the Spurs match as well. But uh, Aguero was so selfless in that match. And he could have had another goal yeah. when they were in 2 on nothing, And he slid that ball over to Jesus for yep. a tap-in. How do you drop him? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think maybe we're being a bit harsh on Aguero. There's plenty of games for City this season where they're going to need the rotation. And you know that someone's going to get injuries somewhere. Mm. So it's, Aguero. It's Aguero, yeah. well. <laughs> Aguero will. Even uh, Jesus. So yeah. you never know what's going to happen. And company got his standard. I, sure. I was saying like before the game, they should just tell us when he is playing. Yeah, it's As easy. opposed to it's, telling us that he's dropped news. down. Yeah. 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 It's just uh, a real pain to, I mean, pick your fantasy striker or your captain. City players in fantasy is not a good idea because you never know who's going to play what week. Yeah. One week, San is going to play Bernard. Like you have no idea. Oh, we'll get into that later. Oh, you could pick Sterling, and then he ends up getting a red card for nothing. Yes, like, exactly. Or Manning. Exactly. I am still not used to the sight of David Silva with the shaved head. It looks like I keep thinking Zabaleta's playing center mid. He is ghoulish. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope it was for charity because like I can't. It's not. It's, it's definitely not. His hairline was receding a little bit, so a bit, I, 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 like it wasn't anything. That was extreme, you know, though. It wasn't when you know. Can't be also started shaving his head. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone to that point yet. His head yeah. seems to have gotten bigger. Now yeah, I don't. Have you seen Pandev's hairline? No. Recently on Goran Twitter. Yeah, he, he he actually has a penis. Like <laughs> it, it's falling out. In a, like <laughs> literally, go to like Google it. It's on Twitter. It's hilarious. Right. Anyways, um, let's move on to you mentioned Harry Kane. Let's talk about the Spurs. Um, they beat Everton three 0 So Everton unfortunately aren't going to make top four anymore. Well, that's harsh because they just played City, Chelsea, and Spurs back to back. I mean, those are teams in the league that. Like, <laughs> they have they're to they're teams in the league, like they're like the best teams in the league. Sure, but sure. but okay, but we can separate that from the performances, which have been rubbish. Sure, yeah. I mean, if you, if you take it that way, Stoke beat Arsenal and drew to United. Like it's doable. It's not you know. Um, anyways, Spurs. It's finally uh, not August, so Harry Kane is scoring goals, and it's not at Wembley. There we go. <laughs> yes. to point that out. Yeah, um, Spurs just want to play away. All season. All season. Yeah. yeah. West Ham got to do it for their first four games because of <laughs> renovation. That's right. T- yeah. TFC have done it a few seasons yeah. in a row now. Eight games, but, I think, uh, one year. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. But speaking of uh, goal records, as we were talking about with Aguero, Kane now has 101 goals in 169 games, which that's is very good. phenomenal. Yes. And in the same game, Rooney reached 100 red cards in the Premier yeah, League. Well, Sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is now 21 behind Gareth Barry oh, for the record. That's the actually like, exciting. Like, I def- uh, that was actually we have a quiz later oh. on I was almost going to use that question who has the most yellow cards in the league so you got a defensive mid and then 20 away to <laughs> strike like a number 9 that's impressive but the thing is Barry's still going yes so, oh he's never going to stop playing <laughs> yeah. by the way Rooney should have one more for that dive against Arsenal to end the 49 game winning streak I'm just saying he should add it's one more that was like 12 years ago, ago. Man. I, can't, I can't move up 13 years ago um, was it? wow yeah Davidson no. Sanchez started um, in this game and he was it was as if he's been playing there as whole. Well. He was great. I mean, not that Everton really did much, but, mm. you know. It's interesting, too, that, that Pochettino really talked down um, the way that he would be integrated into the squad in terms mm. of, like, you know, he's coming from a different league. Uh, guys who come from Eredivisie don't necessarily uh, jump into the EPL and succeed right away. We've seen that a million times. Alfonso Alves comes to mind. Vincent Hansen. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then there's always the Luis Suarez's. And... Yes. Sure. There's like there's guys who do just you know take to it like fish to water. But um, Altidore. Uh, another <laughs> fantastic. We need. We could be girl. here all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about it. Um, I don't know if he was trying to temper expectations, but uh, he looked great. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. Uh, as did Ben Davis, who is becoming more and more like Danny Rose every day. It's weird. Like the longer Danny Rose is out, mm. the more Ben Davis. Improves. I don't think Danny Rose is long for that squad. You would kind of think, right? So Whether it's January or next they're going to lose both their their starting left back and right back in the same well, technically in the same time. I mean, it's tough, but like honestly, 
Ben Davis played more games than Danny Rose last season because of Danny Rose's injury. And Spurs did better than they did the season before. They've lost Kyle Walker, who has turned to shit since he's been at Man City. He and apparently got shot right. in that match, too. I don't know if you saw yes. it. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Him and Coquelin. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, um, and they've brought Serge Aurier, who, controversy aside, is a better player than Kyle Walker. Yeah. So Defensively, though, Spurs I worry. They're genuinely excited about uh, if, Serge Aurier. If you're offered £50 million pounds for Kyle Walker, you, take it. you yeah, stop you take laughing, it. and then you take the money. <laughs> yeah, you breathe in, and then you take the money. But the thing with, with Spurs is that you look at their overall points across like whatever the last three seasons, and they're up there. They might be the best team. Like the top. It's just about that consistency you know, from August to May. Um, and they're good enough... Well, obviously, they're good enough to win the league because they came... You know, Well, I keep thinking they came second to Leicester. They didn't, but it felt like they came second to Leicester. They should have. Yeah. Um, last season as well, they you know they they put the pressure on Chelsea, so they're good enough. It's just that home form. Once you know the home form equals and or even sim like slightly similar to the away form, and they win the league. I I think it was their home form last season, which was like impeccable. This season, it's the questions of their home form because they're not actually playing at home, quote yeah. unquote. But yeah, no, no, they had eighty six points last season. They won twelve games out of the last thirteen. There you go. And That's next up, next up at Wembley is Swansea. So if there was ever yeah. an opportunity to sort this out, that right. is it. Um, moving on to Arsenal. Sure. So <laughs> Arsenal coming off a very bad start to the season. Um, you know, good times. Uh, beating this this time they're beating Bournemouth three 0 So Arsenal are clearly back to on track to win the league. Here's my That's question. Right. Yeah. If you are Bournemouth and you concede two goals to this Danny Welbeck. Do you liquidate? <laughs> Danny Welbeck is not a football player. He's not. He's he's just not. He's just a guy who's there, and then it, like it hits some part of him and he goes in. Like it's. <laughs> to be fair, his second goal was an actual striker's finish. Yeah, but then what happens? You see it, and you can't believe your eyes, and that tells you everything you need to know. I'm a United supporter. I still have a soft spot. I have an England Danny Welbeck shirt. Right. Nice. Um, he did score last international break. He is made of glass. Yeah. Um, like so many Arsenal strikers before him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the answer. Obviously not. <laughs> he's not that guy? Uh, which is a <laughs> shock to everybody who's ever watched Danny Welbeck before. <laughs> Does he show more, more promise than Nicholas Bentner? The no. last great Arsenal striker. No. Bentner, had, the problem was his head. But in terms of talent, Bentner is one of the better players we've ever had. He just yeah. didn't you know, fulfill his potential. I actually have a stat about Bentner. Great. Christian Eriksen and Nicholas Bentner are now joint on 32 Premier League goals uh, for, you know, top-scoring Danish people. Yeah, <laughs> and the Premier League. barely played. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so the game started off, Arsenal actually looked like... Well, first of all, Wenger did a miracle and he played players in their actual position. So he played Kolasinac actually at left wing-back and he actually played uh, Lacazette up top, etc., etc. Um, everybody was actually surprised with the Welbeck um, start. Just because they want to see Ozil, Alexis, and Lacazette. But whatever. Welbeck played okay. He scored two goals. You can't take that away from him. Um, Lacazette's goal, though. I mean, that is probably maybe Sanchez. Other than that, we don't have anyone in the squad that could have done that last season. Um, and he scored two goals from three shots on target at, at the Emirates. So Why you know, didn't he start against Liverpool? He should have been here last pod. Because <laughs> yes. we talked about it's... that for 25 minutes. Uh, I will say uh, Kolesnik's uh, cross was also quite tasty. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was great. It was nice to see someone just bomb down the left, put in a decent, but like simple stuff. It's just really basic, it's, simple stuff that Arsenal don't usually do. If only the right wing back could mirror that. Okay. Yeah. The cross was so good that Welbeck couldn't even like face he, it in. He couldn't he, miss. He couldn't yeah. possibly miss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's true. Um, but Ramsey, um, I just want to talk about Ramsey for a minute because... So he got hauled off at half-time against Liverpool because he kept running around and not being in his position. And he did it again. It's just that they were playing Bournemouth and so they got yes. away with it. So I'm just, I'm just going to be like, did we learn any lessons here? Did, well, did Ramsey learn anything? Did Arsene Wenger learn you anything? You mean in the past 10 years or like last game? And the answer to that question lies in Arsene Wenger's uh, reaction in his uh, post-match interview. Yeah. If he, you want to reenact that for us, Alex. Uh, well, I didn't see it, but I read the report, and apparently he walked in with a, a beaming smile, and he said something along the lines of, uh, uh, so now we have a uh, one-game crisis. 
or one win crisis. He Sorry. he he loves it. He goes from like zero to hero and back. Like he just goes across the range. Like nothing has happened last week. It's like oh yeah, we lost to Bayern Munich ten two on an aggregate. Next game, everything's great. I mean, why is everyone complaining? Like it's just such short term planning. Anyways, um, Ramsey is an engine, and if he's not going to use it, then what is he good for? Like. If he's not going to run around, because that's what he has, he has fitness. True. Um, why else are you playing him? All right, I, I know we have a little quiz coming up later, but I have yeah. a little question for you, right? Okay. So, Lacazette became the only became only the second Arsenal player to score in his first two home game, home Premier League games for the club. Who was the other person? The first two? Yeah. Thierry Is it a striker? It's going to be one of those bad strikers yeah. from the year. I'm going to say... Oh, Samak. That's who I was going to say. Yeah, yeah you're, is both, it? you're both right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go way back into 1998 and say Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray. <laughs> to be fair, Shemak started on fire. He did. Yeah. On fi- <laughs> he should have come up in the bad hairline conversation. Yes, earlier. 100%. Vermeer was pretty much... I'm, I'm sure he's close to that because he scored like four goals in his first six games or something yeah. ridiculous from center back. That's why everyone thought he was a good player, but yeah. he wasn't. Um, are we going to talk about Bournemouth really quickly? I mean, they're looking quite shocking at the moment. I mean, they're clearly missing Jack Wilshere. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were supposed to be a good mid-table team. I don't know what's going on right now. I read a stat that uh, there have been nine clubs who have gone scoreless and lost their first four matches of the season. Only four of those teams were relegated, so it's not the end of the world yet. Oh, so sure. West Ham and Crystal Palace are, uh, are okay. I don't know about that. Not about Crystal, not Crystal Palace, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say okay. I think Eddie Howe's got as long a leash as any manager in the entire league. Yeah, and if he ever gets sacked, he'll get he'll get uh, signed up at Arsenal. So that's all good. Or England. Or, yeah, or true. England. Very true. Um, anything else about Arsenal? I'm looking through these notes real quickly. No, that's Think we're one. good? Yeah, let's do a quiz. Let's do it. Welcome to the quiz. We haven't done it in ages because we've always been like only two or, I don't know, three people. Recently. I don't know why we haven't done it. But um, it's Cause, back. Because you got a new job and you had less time to sort it out. That That's is basically right. what's going on. That is, yeah, for the past three weeks. Yeah. You're right. Um, the quiz, as usual, is sponsored by Open Sports, which is an app you can download on everywhere you download apps um, to play, pick up sports around the city, which is great for, especially as winter's coming up, you never know when games are going to be played. It is. There was just an article about it in varsity.ca for all you U of T cats, too. Yep. So, um, you guys ready? Just say cats. Go on. Cats? Yeah. All right. Alex, remind people what your buzzing is. All right, and Mike? Vitamins. <laughs> Alex. Oh, that was easy. All right, here we go. Four questions today. Question number one. Which five sponsors appeared on Manchester United's Premier League shirts? That was easy. Rache. Vodafone, Sharp, uh, uh, AIG, A- Aeon, and uh, Chevrolet. Well done. Jeez. Good stuff. Wow, okay. that's impressive. Question number two. In your corporate boom. memory. Boom, boom, boom. Between 2000 and 2010, four Real Madrid players wore the number 10 shirt. Name them. Alex. Ozil? Nope. <laughs> Shit. Um, Alex. Kaká? Nope. Mike? Uh, is it Dan? Nope. That was Rache. easy. Raul? Nope. Alex? Figo. Yes, that's one. Okay, I'll Sorry, tell me the years again. 2000, 2010. I'll give you some hints. Vanderbilt? No, Ooh. but it is a dust. Yes. Schneider. Yeah. So That's it's Figo and Schneider so far. A defensive mid. Makalele. Sedor. No. Yeah. Redondo? No. Okay. And an ex city player. Robinho. Yes. So the defensive mid is Lasana Diarra. How do you get the number I know, 10? I know. So it's Figo, Schneider, Robinho, and Lasana Diarra. Wow. I didn't think it was all down from Figo. <laughs> I think, okay. It was. Um, question number three. Villarreal's stadium, former, formerly El Madrigal, is now named what? I didn't know there was a new name. Nor did I. We, this was on the pod. That was easy. Just throwing this out there. The Yellow Submarine Stadium. No. We talked about this. Estadio El, 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 de la Ceramica. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's nice. The people that make ceramics. Yeah. Right. I was oh, going to go with El Nuevo Madrigal. So. Uh, nice name. Yeah. Um, final question. Another sponsor question. Um, I don't know why I'm surprised I wrote them. 
Uh, which car manufacturer sponsored AC Milan for twelve? That was easy. Opel. Well done. Let me let me finish the question. Sponsored AC Milan for twelve years between ninety four and two thousand and six. We've worked out Rochelle's area of expertise. <laughs> yes. like it's, it's taken five years, but we found it. <laughs> no more sponsorship questions. That's the whole point of the sponsorship too: is brand awareness, and it's yeah. obviously working. Yeah. <laughs> Rochelle's bought a Chevrolet and Opel. <laughs> there, was, there was a mysticism to that AC Milan jersey back in the day. When I see that jersey, I think of Rui Costa every yeah. time. But you know what else? Fly Emirates also had AC Milan, Chelsea, Real Madrid. They all the still big do teams. PSG, yeah. like Arsenal. Hey, don't leave them out. Oh, I forgot about that team. Back to the Premier League. Let's talk Stoke, uh, Stoke versus. I was going to say Stoke United. Oh, Stoking at Chevrolet? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Stoke has been a bogey team a little bit for United recently. Um, this one, it just seemed like United were comfortable up to a certain point. Uh, Stoke did well to kind of keep the game plan going, and then they, uh, Moting got two goals, and it ended with a draw. Chupa Moro, Chupa Moting. Yeah. Eric Maxime. There you go. Moting. Yeah. Now, can name. anyone do the whole thing? <laughs> Chupa oh, Chups. Yeah. You guys know that lollipop, right? Chupa yes. Cabra. What's that? El Chupo. is a uh, Mexican urban legend. It's like a little uh, bat-type monster thing. Huh. <laughs> okay, so it's Mark yeah. Hughes, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, so what I loved about this about this is that United conceded their first goals um, this season and dropped their first points because Herrera started. Uh, well... That's I'm just saying, no, I'm but just yes. saying. Uh, United, uh, rather sloppy at the back. I think they did well enough to get back in this game and then go ahead in this game. And they just threw it away with some bad marking, you know, off a set piece. Uh, you know, Bailly was sleeping for the I first time. I were like all 6'7", six, 6'8", six, like height-wise. How could they concede from set piece? Exactly. Well, if you look at the replay, you'll see Phil Jones <sighs> floating Jones. around like the Hindenburg. <laughs> and he goes to ground just like it, too. <laughs> Crashes and burns. Yes, wow. it, uh, it wasn't. Eric Bailly's finest match, but Phil Jones was sort of floating on down. And the other thing, too, is we still haven't settled the left-back situation. No. Um, I mean, Blinder's <laughs> done fine. Yeah, he's a serviceable player. I, I don't mind him at all. But um, it, it's weird when you consider that Mourinho clearly does not trust Luke Shaw, but it, it seems that you know left-back yeah. is there for him if, if he wants he, it. He, and, he played in the under-23s recently, so and, he's slowly coming back into it, but... I mean, uh, will he start? I don't know. Danny Rose in January? Oh, that would be... Yeah. Would, uh, Cup tied. Huh. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Presumably both those teams will be still around in Champions League come one, one with February. Um, but you, you were mentioning that United uh, Stoke were a bogey team for United. They actually haven't won yeah. uh, at the Britannia or the Bet365 Arena or whatever it is uh, since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. So, But you never hear about it because it's not Arsenal. So. Right. Yeah. You, you could be a bit less bitter about United. Um, yeah. But you know what? That's four, uh, four <laughs> points from two matches with uh, Arsenal and United, so Sparky's got to be happy with that. Oh, yeah, so, sure. Well, you, you'd think he'd be happy, right? But he always finds some way of, of, of being pissed off. Although, there were two things that pissed him off here. So first was the handshake thing. You know, he told Mourinho to F off during the game. He apparently shoved him, which I did yeah. not see until yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But he does that to a lot of men. He gets so heated during the game, and then he, like... Wants them to just switch off at the 90th minute, especially when they've dropped points and just shake his hand. You don't. You, players don't even do it. Like, in his defense, Mourinho crossed over into his technical area. Probably shouldn't have shoved a guy yeah. like Mourinho. He was offside. And Mourinho certainly does not hold grudges, as we all know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, obviously not. What, but, what is a grudge? But yeah. the thing is, like, Hughes has so much history with this. And he, to be fair to him, admitted as much in the interview. He's like, oh, I don't know why it keeps happening to me. I've got a thing about it. Um... <laughs> But he, he, he was also taking exception to the accusation that, that Stoke played long balls. So he said the following. You could argue United played more long balls. And why wouldn't they? Because they've got power and pace. And if they can get those players ahead of the ball with good accuracy, they've got pace and power to burn. I don't know what the stats are, but I'd argue that in general play, they played more long balls than we did. Because they've got that threat, and that's what they try to exploit. I'm not sure he understands quite how this works. Like... Yeah. You can't argue that someone played more long balls. There you is can a... just check. <laughs> yeah. You can just check. Um, what he's saying is, I don't know, but I'm just going to go <laughs> off a linear and hope that I'm right. Um, I think Stoke. I think Stoke played the game plan very well. They looked good. like I wouldn't say like they snatched the draw. We obviously United 
kind of you'd give them a three points if you know just on the on the on the how the play was. But I still think Stoke did enough to deserve a draw. They play they they, they executed a game plan that clearly worked. And he put Hesse up top. He played Modding down the left, which yeah. was a good move because he just, he just played so well down that left side and. You know what? I, I think they deserve the point. It was, uh, <clears throat> you definitely have an argument because if you look at the last 20 minutes of the game, you'll see that United didn't have any clear-cut chances besides Lukaku's big miss. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and Hesse also with an incredible save from De Gea. Oh, oh that, that was, was very pretty. Yeah. Hesse's got that uh, Arn Anderson disease where he's 24 years old, but he looks like he's 45. <laughs> and still true. he's forever old. That's true. So aging will be easy for him. He, um... Who's the Everton striker they just signed? Sandro. Yeah. They both they have, the they've both been receding from like age 19. Like it's mm. brutal. Um, the I one, think, go ahead. Uh, I, I think lesser teams would have gotten really disheartened by the Lukaku goal and would have completely mm. just conceded the three points. But uh, they, they fought back and they certainly did deserve something from Great the match. Great first save by Butland. What Absolutely. a first save that was. Um, yeah. But the one thing that really stood out, I just remember thinking is that I think it was a 2-2. Stoke had the ball like in midfield and there wasn't pressure from United. Like, the, the, whoever it was, Allen or Shakiri, had the ball and they were just kind of passing it around. It was 2-2. Clearly, United won the three points and I just didn't feel like there was that like passion to go get it and make something happen. I know yeah. United usually have that. It just didn't feel like yeah, it and this that's, game. That's because, uh, you know, the Champions League is coming up uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So, they probably wanted to conserve and energy. They knew they'd given away a cheap goal from the corner after going ahead. So, at that point, the pressure wasn't there. And Lukaku also had a like an open goal miss. Yeah, I mean that should have killed the game. Who do United have in midweek? Basil. Basil, excellent. Yeah. What's interesting, uh, and I thought I liked Basil. what he said was um, uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan after the match said, "We're not taking the midweek tie for granted because we're coming from the Europa League. Mm. We were sixth place on the table. We have to earn everything that we get this year." And I think. We're going to be fine coming out of that group. It's not a particularly onerous one, but it's nice to see that the teams are not looking ahead of themselves. Do United ever get a hard group? Because, I mean, I'm looking at that group, and it looks like it could be in the Europa League. I'm just it's saying. It's one of the weaker yeah. groups of... Definitely. I mean, I looked at I that, know, I like, no, no offense to Benfica. Benfica's a fine side, yeah. but... It could have been worse. It's lacking a flight to Azerbaijan, but other yes. than that... It's... <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. There have been but, years that uh, United haven't made it out of their group, and Benfica has been in that that's right. group. Both of us, both, two, two or three of the times. Yeah, right, right. Sure. good point. Um, let's move on to, uh, to Leicester of Chelsea. Yes, two of the uh, most recent champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, true, weird. Yeah. Still, um, still weird. Still weird. Um, Chelsea, uh, okay, well, Morata's playing well because people were waiting to see how this 80 million 40 goal striker in his entire career would do. He's doing okay. He's doing well with his head. Yeah, um, yeah, he's getting some good service. That's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah he's scoring a lot of head, head of goals. I think in four games, he's, uh, he's picked up, what, four goals now? I was talking to Alex about this, about like the whole header thing, and I just feel it has something to it. I think. The first touch, you don't ha- need a first touch to a header. You don't need to think about it as much. It's more of an instant goal. So those come a bit easier than when you get the ball at your feet, you got to do something, you got to make take a guy on, curl it in, like, well, especially at the beginning. So I feel like he's just finding it easier to get those instant goals. I don't know. That's arguable coming from a header specialist like me. Right. Um, there, there's, there is an art to heading. Okay. And Morata, I think, is just How very can you Can you articulate it? How many do you have in your career? Well, there was this one-headed goal I scored in 2014 <laughs> that uh, to this day still turns He heads. swears by it, and it was offside. It wasn't even counted. The linesman was actually celebrating, which is why the flag went up. Well, it counted in your heart. So, <laughs> Mike, Mike any, any memorable goals from your childhood past? I am the least athletic person alive. Okay. Uh, I have not played an organized sport since I was about 12. Any disorganized sports? Uh, always. <laughs> always. Always. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of organized, Chelsea were, as usual, um, looked yeah. very solid. I think what Leicester did for that second goal was that they said, you know what, if Kante has the ball, we're good. Uh, that means, you know, most likely nothing creative is happening, let him have it. But then he's done that a few times where teams just give him the space and go, you know what, he can have the ball, I'm going to mark everyone else that matter. And he... Twice now, I think, or three times, I remember, it just creeps into that bottom corner. Not a lot of pace on the shot. No. Just beautifully placed. I, I really don't understand how it goes in, and, and if the goalie's standing there, was he late? Like, Because the ball's not going that fast. I don't think Schmeichel was screened either. No. no. And Schmeichel has, has been having 
has been having a really good season yes. so far. He's yeah. made some he looked great against big United. saves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's weird that that one crept in, but you do see them. It it, it was weird, but um, I did, did you see the the Kante post match interview? No. He was like a beaming child. He was just so happy. It was like it was one of the most positive moments you could yeah. ever see in football. He was just so delighted and cheerful yeah. that if you're de- if at any point you're down or like you've been reading the news for 20 minutes or something and you just feel depressed, go and watch that. I, I don't know if it's irony or an oxymoron or whatever it is, but he's like his role is to break up play, be nasty, play defensive midfield, but he is so cheerful and always smiling and happy <laughs> and just like almost skipping around. And it just it doesn't work. Like it's not a Gattuso. Be fair, now he's got his buddy Danny Drinkwater back. Yes. yes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember last season it was saying Kante's biggest achievement was getting Drinkwater an England cap. Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna write this down, right? Let's all guess how many games Drinkwater's gonna play this season. So Mohanad. Start? Should, yeah. Two. Two. <laughs> start two. All competitions or just... Yes, league, that's... League, league, that's league, 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 league. Let's league? do league. Because other... Comp- okay, no. so there's 34 more games to be played. Yeah, he'll start two. Two. Mike? He'll play in April if stuff is decided already, depending <laughs> on... So how early is it decided? Game. That's the question. He'll start five games. Okay. Vishay? Who else is it in that center? Bakayoko, Bakayoko Kante. Hmm. He might, he might. You know what? I'm going to say like eight. Eight? Yeah. Because if he's going to play, they're going to give him like one or two games here and there. He's going to have like a few cameos. Sure. I just and then there's injuries. Bakayoko. I, I haven't seen much of him. Drinkwater's won the league, mate. Right. Sure. Well, so have the rest of them. Kante and Drinkwater together won the league. Yeah, bring that back. Bakayoko just won his league. Seska's won the league. <laughs> um, I, I think eight is actually reasonable. Okay. I'll go with that as well. Anyway, I will do attempt eight, to... Just do nine or seven. Fine, whatever, nine. I'll attempt to <laughs> save this piece of paper and we'll see how that goes. Right. In fact, you know, uh, now I'm just looking at it. It says two, five, eight, nine. And I'm going to stand there in a few months. Those are like, the last numbers. <laughs> what is that code for? Yeah. Um, Hazard returned. Um, he played 20 minutes or so. Looked okay, whatever. Um, I mean, they haven't... It didn't feel like they're missing one of the best players in the league and one of their best players yet. So that's, that's good for them. Um... What else? Zappa Costa looked solid. Sure. He looked good. <laughs> Legitimately excited to see how Hazard links up with uh, Morata. Yeah. With I, I still can't get over the Zappa Costa name. Like, it's Zapata and Costa. Like, it's just two footballers <laughs> merged into one. Like, it's just... <laughs> I had completely forgotten about the transfer when he came on. I was like, who is that? Oh, we right. right. I forgot about I, that. Honestly, he, he looks very unassuming. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't look like a footballer. No. <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet with Zappa Costa in it, and it seriously took me a second. I thought it had something to do with Aspilicueta <laughs> and Costa, and someone had, like, merged it. I just want to add that Zappa, Las Zappas are, like, shoes. Yes, shoes, yeah. papas are potatoes. Less, and that's all. Instead of patatas bravas. I just wanted to throw that in there to completely mess Zapatistas up. Zapatistas. Yeah. Yes. Completely unrelated. Exactly. Uh, but just as dangerous. Um, what's happening with Adrian Silva? So, like, they signed him, but they didn't. They were 14 seconds too late. Is he in a refugee camp now? Like, what, what is happening with him? He's, he's in no man's land. He's just, like, kind of floating in, like, the realm of transfers. Nothing's happening. Where did that 14-second figure come from, too? That is a very arbitrary number, it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone was there yeah. with a stopwatch. It's just like the fax machine a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I kind of don't have any sympathy, though. Uh, get your business done. I agree. Yeah. agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the player, but... Yeah, I just... Does he know. get to play this? I, anyway, we'll find well, out. Well, where's he playing right now? Nowhere. He's just sitting around. Because so, he's technically a Leicester player, is he not? I actually... This is the thing. I don't know. Like you were genuinely asking. Yeah. Oh, it, Worst case scenario is he's gonna make some thirty second videos of him training like Owen Huggers did a few seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was incredible. Speaking of stopwatch, I know this isn't football related, but it's well funny. So can you just repeat the stopwatch thing that you found on Twitter? What stopwatch thing? Guy was taking a break at work. Oh yeah. So some guy was taking a break at work and he didn't have his phone. So to time his thirty minute break, he put on the microwave to thirty minutes and it blew up. That's, that's, yeah, is this one of those been... Ohio or Florida games? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, let's move on because we have to move on from the Premier League. I know it's fun, but we gotta we got to get right. going. Um, Southampton lost to Watford 2-0. Um, Watford are great. I love him. Marcus Silva, I love uh, from last year at Hull. He's he's great. Alex is going to take all the credit for calling Marcos Silva's greatness. I mean, it's pretty fair, obvious. In yeah. Um, if Marcos Silva is English, is he touted for a future England manager yes. by now? He's yes. touted for all the jobs. 100%. He started to play centre mid for England. He's going to take Theresa May's job. 
<laughs> I mean, he'd do a better job. Yeah. Um, Watford are unbeaten. Two wins, two draws, and three clean sheets that's, in a row. That's insane. That's actually insane. It is mental. Is that sustainable? No. No. And they beat the... But, who was it? Did they beat Liverpool? No, 3-3. Three, three. Oh, 3-3. Three, three. They scored that late goal and stoppage. True. Um, Brighton beat West Brom through... So Gibbs goes over and West Brom can't defend anymore. Uh, which is hilarious. Um, West Brom have only scored eight goals in 13 games. Tony Pulis effect. Burnley beat Crystal Palace 1-0. Crystal Palace obviously um, sacked the Boer, which we all were... Um, kind of debating who it's a great race about the first man to get sacked it might have been Billich it looked like it for a bit and then the board kind One of today. just pipped him so yeah. um, so Hodgson's going to take over and he's already made his first statement yeah I don't really know what I'm doing here so yeah. he, he does say he doesn't know what he's doing though. yeah Frank DeBoer spent 15 matches over his last two jobs yeah Inter and um I mean, he he only got like a five million payoff to you know manage four games. So uh, David Ornstein from the BBC had an article today about yep. what happened with Steve Parrish, what happened with the board during the hiring during the summer. It's well worth uh, giving it a read. Uh, it sounds like he just wasn't a good fit. Yeah, he didn't have the backing of anybody at the club. Right, the Sacco thing was bizarre. Um, I don't know how it was supposed to work. There's bigger questions here, though, because when you get sacked four games in... So, De Boer is supposed to be this hipster manager that comes in and does a whole revolution of the system, plays a track of Evolution. Football, evolution, whatever. Um, and, you know, he's taking over some other squad, which is unfortunate, you know, to say the least. And in four games, he gets sacked. And people are saying, well, there's, you know, this is why youth doesn't get bled in, because you just cannot take the risk. The, 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 ris- the risk of relegation is too grave that no one will keep a manager to kind of try and, and change the system. They want results. You know, I will revert to long football if it means I'm going to stay in the league. Um, and that's unfortunate. I was talking to Alistair, I was like, imagine a season where relegation doesn't exist. I think you would see so many teams actually try and play football and change their ways. But you, get, you need that one safe year. To I, make I, it I want to see Tony Pulis unleashed. Oh. I mean, he gets sacked. He, he gets sacked right away because what's the point anymore? You're not trying to avoid relegation. You don't need Tony Pulis and some other dices. You just don't. But I mean, your 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 proposition would suggest that MLS is full of free flowing ticky tacker sides. No, they, I mean, sure. What would Tony Pulis do with the countdown to safety board <laughs> that he has in his home? Once he hits that 36-point plateau, well, it would he just be, decides to It would be the first minute of the season. Just the, the minute the ref blows for the first game of the season, it would just go off. And yeah. he would celebrate. And done it in my Off job. of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> they would finish last. Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on. Newcastle beat Swansea 1-0. This was a big game for both teams. Newcastle really grew on this one out. And it was a horrendous game quality-wise. Uh, really encapsulated in Renato Sanchez's performance. He was unfortunately shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like 14 giveaways in the first 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. how the mighty hair fallen. But his hair looked fantastic. I'm sure. He I, was fat, to be fair. I hate when Tim Sherwood is right. <laughs> um, before the match, he claimed that Sanchez would need to force his way into that Swansea side. And maybe there's some merit to that <laughs> after that. Fair. Um, what else we got? West Ham won a game. Billich. 2-0 against Huddersfield. Billich Huddersfield. lives another day. Literally, literally one present. more day. Yeah. I mean, maybe two. Are they not in the Champions League? <laughs> I mean, no. But here's the thing, right? When you say that the sporting president calling your owners the Dildo Brothers is funny. Yes. It doesn't matter what your results are. You're no. going to get sad. At that point, it's just banter. Um, Joe Hart ended a 22-game streak where he conceded. Every game. So, you know, first clean sheet in like three years. This is great. Um, but that's pretty much... I mean, it's a shame to see how Huddersfield lose. They're kind of my soft spot this season. Uh, I don't know. I like them. Sure. This is the feel-good factor. Those kits, though. Oof. Yeah, the kits. There's a light blue and white. I mean, there's not really anything... That weird gradient pattern. Mm, yeah, it's just... Odd. Odd. don't like it. I was going to say, there's not really anything you can put on Aaron Moy to make him... I was going to say, and their best player looks really bad. Did anyone else know. survive the fire? That's, <laughs> that's they, the question I have. Are they uglier than Wigan? They're very similar. Yeah, yeah, they feel like Wigan. That's true. They do. That's cool. I hadn't thought about Wigan for years. Well, the kit's similar, Blue too. stripes. 
ugly. I loved Wigan. I'm starting to think about Roberto Martinez, and I don't want to. So let's yeah. show we? Belgium manager. All right, Roberto Martinez. Yeah. I mean, that speaking of, still... we 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 could do Momo of the week. That's a great link. I do Momo. One thing we are no sha Momo no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up. Mumu of the week time, and uh, you know, Mumu is Nigerian pidgin English for a fool, an idiot, or sorry, an idiot. Yes. Uh, or anyone that's done something stupid. So we look around the world of football for the idiots of the week. Not hard to be fair. No, it, it usually doesn't take more than a couple of minutes. And um, <laughs> so Celtic Football Club um, tweeted, uh, I think it was today, uh, the names of a few players that they have had who are French. So Edouard, Ncham, Dembele, Mahe, Agat. And uh, they said, how many French Celts, past and present, can you name uh, in their bid to engage their fans? And someone uh, called Bian said, Timu Puki. Someone else replied, John, Johnny Boy 88, replied, he's Finnish. To which Bian predictably, predictably replied, no, he's not. He's only 28. <laughs> so, to be fair, it always happens with Finnish. Yes. Oh, always. Um, We've got another one here. We've got the Chile fans who I think just want to get out of their house for any reason. Uh, they've decided to protest now um, Alexis Sanchez's new girlfriend, which apparently is affecting his performance on the field. Uh, I don't know about his performance off the field. We're going to, you know. He has become, out. quote, fat and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's had a girlfriend for a month. And now that's it. Alexis Sanchez, the guy who runs around and does push-ups in his sleep, has now decided that all this needs to go out the window because he has discovered women. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, last time was, you know, protesting to get him out of Arsenal, which, to be fair, is fair. Um, this one is crazy, though. 55,000 people said that they were interested in going on this march. I don't know whether it actually happened, but that's, I mean, that's immense. That's yeah. a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's Imagine, huge. So, I mean, September 11th is a particularly prevalent day to talk about this, but... Imagine having as few political issues yeah. that you're able to go and protest this. Yeah, I mean, this year a lot to protest. Like, not, you know, nothing else is going on that warrants no. more attention. That's pretty much the entire capacity of a football stadium. Yeah, imagine a full stadium. That would shut yeah. down a city. Yeah. I mean, that would, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, she must feel slightly proud. I mean, she's warranting all this attention. She's having that huge effect on him. Clearly, she's doing something right. It's quite an achievement. I mean, if she hasn't... I mean, The Sun had an article. I mean, Mike, you were looking this up, right? The, the yes. Sun had an article about her. Um, she's the same age as him, slightly taller, and... I mean, same, same height, because he's short, so he, he did okay there. Sure. Um, and according, as, as I think one of us said, he is not breaking up with her anytime soon. No. So, yeah. good luck, 55,000 Chileans. I do more. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. So let's move on to Europe. Um, we will focus on Syria a little bit, but before that, we want to mention um, Bibiana Steinhaus, which is the first female referee to ever um, referee a men's European league game. She yes. did that in the Bundesliga. She's great. She's been famous for a while, kind of on the scene um, for obviously being a woman referee in a men's league. Um, and she's done great. And I think it's, it's a really good story. I'm glad it's happening. It's probably taken far too long. Yeah. But good for her. She's also a police officer. I mean, I can, nice. see, wow. I, I, I can see why maybe you can't you know, have a co-ed league where you know, you women will play with men, just slight physicality difference. But there's no reason why women can be referees in a men's game. There's just no reason. NBA's had female refs for years. Yeah, there's a few linesmen that uh, the mm -hmm. Premier League had a linesman. Yeah. A few, I don't know where she went. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good question. Yeah, because she, she was. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's also apparently the girlfriend of. Is that true? Oh, uh, who's the Howard Webb? Yes. Oh. Which is a bit. I mean, imagine he's a policeman too. Yeah, is he really? Yeah. Imagine that that refereeing conference. Oh, just, he's also a policeman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, they got a lot to talk about. Um, okay, let's move on to Syria. Sure. Um, Juve obviously beat Kiev 3 0. Um, Chesney played? Chesney debut, Douglas Costa debut, uh, Matuidi debut. Um, but in the end. They, they all share the same last name? Hmm? 
Ah, yeah, very funny. Sorry. Um, Higuain and Dybala like with the goals and one own goal and Juve, you know, do their thing. Higuain's finish. He nearly was, missed. No, no, I'm sorry, but it was stupid good. Like, it was top court. Like, it was like... That's the thing with Higuain. He never, like, half finishes. It's like, boom! Like, this is not safe. Like, it, he, like it's either out or it's unsavable. It's... I loved it. I just loved every second of that finish. I don't know, I'm sorry. I just... I liked it. I watched it like 500 times. This is how I used to feel about Suarez when he was in a form. Similar, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Same body type. Yes. That yeah. sort of lanky kind of... Also very easily... Like, you can get fat so easily. Like, you can tell. Like, the minute they the minute they stop football, they're just going to go. Oh, Higuain's already going. But, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. been going for a while. It's yeah. true. Um, did you, just quickly, while we're talking about, like, gifable moments, uh, Dybala controlling the ball on his back... Yes. It was pretty cool. Dybala's incredible. Him and Asensio, I think, are the best young talent out there right now. Yeah, they're great. Um, Sampdoria versus Roma was postponed because... Flooding? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Flooding in the Vatican. Was it being played in Florida? It can flood in multiple places at once. I just never heard about the the Vatican. Ah, damp Doria. Eh? Nah. No. No, okay. don't, don't encourage him. Don't <laughs> um, encourage him. Hellas Verona, nil. Fiorentina, five. I'm mentioning this because the sons of Diego Simeone and Enrico Chiesa are both playing for Fiorentina right now. Um, as is ex-Villa flop Jordan Bertu. Why is he is, even being mentioned here? <laughs> he scored a beautiful free kick. Sure. But, okay. like, the sons of Diego Simeone and Enrico Chiesa, that's cool. Yeah. But they're not Diego Simeone or Enrico Chiesa. It's as close as you're going to get. Yeah, so, true. true. Um, sure. Who do they play for? That's an excellent question. Chiesa will be Italy. Yeah. Simeone will be Argentina. Who's? But yeah. he G- might be eligible for Italy as well. That's true. I wonder where he was born. Simeone originally would have been Italian back in the day. Back in the day. No, that is an Italian name. Yeah. Simeone's. Oh, like, back, like back, if you go back far yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. True. Right. Wouldn't be surprised if they're both Italy. Cool. Huh. Um, let's see. Oh, this one. So this is the one. This is the one. Uh, Milan have been doing great. You know, great transfers. You know. Tons of money pumped in. New owners are really excited. They want to do good stuff. They're, you know, Europa League's coming up, etc., etc. And then they go and lose 4-1 to Milan. Immobile with a hat-trick. I mean, a really nice hat-trick, too. 4-1 to Lazio, you mean? Sorry, to Lazio. Um, Immobile with a great hat-trick. Uh, Mike, the most inexplicable part of this team selection? Fabio Borini. I don't get it. <laughs> what, is, what is there to explain? <laughs> what, um, what's he doing there? He's, he's a brilliant footballer. He's, he's fantastic. He's, can, can, I, can I read you a few names who are on the bench? Yeah. Andre Silva. <laughs> Kalhanoglu. No. Kalinic. All on the bench for Barini? I mean, not just for him, sure. but, you sure. know. So I think in protest. Are we saying then that the Milan Arsenal Europa League final is off track? <laughs> is that? Yes. Yes. I'm actually looking forward to that. I, I actually think it might be a thing. Has Barini ever scored against Arsenal? Uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody has scored against Arsenal. Fair but Barini, to be fair, Barini was great in the Tansan derbies. He was always soft for it, always scoring last-minute goals. I liked him for that, at least. Yeah, he always looked good on the ball. No, yeah. I didn't. I'm just totally pulling that out of my hand. He was also up against, like, DeAndre Yedlin, so um, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. this game was very interesting because 38 minutes it was 0-0 and 48 minutes it was 4-0. True. <laughs> Milan capitulated. Yeah, that's a 10 minutes of madness there from Milan. And, and there's halftime in between that as well, so... Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. just making sure that we want to get technical. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. halftime team talk clearly had nothing to do with. They it. did Two well not goals. to concede during halftime. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. um, Imagine coming coming back onto the field and seeing an, another goal on the score. She's <laughs> like, what? When? Bologna um, nil. Napoli three. Napoli doing as we say this every week. Doing what they do. Still one of the best, most fun teams to watch in Europe. The only, I mean, the positive for Bologna is that it took sixty-five minutes for Napoli to score their first goal. And Bologna actually had a couple of chances, but after that. It was just... Um, Mertens, Cajon, who's the other guy? Like, I need the third guy. Insignia. Yes. Was the Insignia's cross to Cajon? It was gorgeous. Ooh! Ooh, like, the, def- like the defender kept it the whole way. The defender thought, I got this, I got this, I got this. And he's like, I don't got this. It was it was <laughs> perfect. I dare say this, but Insignia has the Giovinco effect for Napoli. Sure. I mean, he's just short, like Mertens. Yes, they're similar build, and uh, he's got great first touch. It's always nice when a team lives up to how nice their kits are. Agreed. <laughs> You know, Napoli, Napoli has a gorgeous kit and they play attractive football. They're great, yeah. It's exactly why Roma are so disappointing. Yes. Yeah. Gorgeous kit. I love that about Perennial disappointing team. Anyway, um, yeah. So Cajon, Mertens, Zielinski with the last goal. Um, another team with a 100% record because it's Juve, uh, Napoli and Inter who beat Spal 2-0. Uh, 
Um, any idea what spal stands for? I feel like I used to know this, but I can't remember. It's like spalletti, but without the letti. <laughs> spal I mean, just sounds like an army fraction or faction or whatever it's called. Like, like it's all caps S P A L. Like sure. Is, I don't know. So or like, like a gun, the SPAL 37. That's what I think about when I hear it. Socialist, public, alliance, liberation. Liberators. It's not bad. And it's a football thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just do this in their spare time. It's yeah. Like yeah. You know. Inter, though, um, Perisic is having an incredible start to the season. He's Great goal. that new contract. Yes, because United wanted them. So What's the new trend here with players signing extensions and then holding up a kit, not with their jersey number on it, but the year through which they are signed. When did that start? I honestly have no idea. But it needs to it needs to go into room one oh one as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit weird. It's ne- it never used to be a thing. Never I mean it's just a waste of a kit. Yeah, sure. There's four numbers on there. And and how and how often do people actually go to that year? Very rarely. True. Like, very rarely do you see out your contract. Speaking of which, um, so Robert Lewandowski has been like causing some shit at Bayern by saying that they're not spending enough, they're not buying world-class players, what have you. And he also made some comments about how player power is developing and players have more power over their contracts and what have you. And Rummenigge uh, responded to all of this very emphatically, but also said, yeah, Robert signed up with us until 2021 and has no release clause. So, like, I'm not <laughs> sure he has that much power, which is yeah. great. Um Inter, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so we said Inter, Juve, Napoli, all 100% records. Um, let's move on to Spain. Sure. So, Madrid, the conquerors of all things, the best team in the universe ever, um, just true to Levante 1-1. Before the international break, they dropped points to Villarreal? Valencia. Valencia. Um, so, a bit weird. I mean, Zidane rested a lot of players after the international break. Benzema didn't play. Ronaldo had a suspension. Marcelo got a red card this game. So that left side of Madrid is completely gone for like the next three games. Um, Bale looks off form. Isco didn't perform. The youngsters, Vasquez and Asensio didn't do anything. It looked, it's weird because Madrid were like dead on to win this, to like win this league at a counter just very easily. Um, but it's not looking as No, Barcelona, as Barcelona have won the league. No, no. The last, see, there's a stat I saw that said the last couple of times that Real had five points from the first three games, they actually won the league. Hmm. That's Barcelona's fault, though. Not Madrid's brilliance, I think. So we'll see how they do. Well, Barcelona aren't that strong, to be fair, There's still two Clásicos to play um, this season. And That's Madrid true. look like they're going to eat Barcelona. It, it, they should. Which they, they should. already did. They did once, yeah. Twice. That would Twice. explain Casemiro's appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um... Casemiro sounds like an off-brand car. <laughs> like something made in South America. So true. Not up to any sort of, you know, like safety quality standards. Yeah. No emissions tests. <laughs> I mean, that is Casemiro, to be fair. He has no boundaries, no standards. He just goes in. Upgrades aren't all, available. All power. Yeah. Uh, Barca responded by beating Espanyol 5-0. Uh, Messi hat-trick. Uh, Dembele came on with an assist. I mean, it was business as usual for them. Espanyol, though, it's, no, to be fair, Espanyol had a great game plan. They were playing on the counter. They looked extremely dangerous. And then, to be fair to them, Barcelona's first goal was offside um, with, with Espanyol holding a really nice straight line. And it was a shame because their whole game plan just went out the window. Sure. So, uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, I feel yeah. like, you know, they'd have lost anyway. But sure. But. It still freaks me out. We discussed this before. It freaks me out how young... Osman Dembele looks. He, he really what? looks like he shouldn't be allowed to be there. But he is really young. No, I know. He's but 20. Like, and, but, but usually now players, you look at them, you're like, what? He's 20? No way. He looks so big and jacked and goes to the gym. I mean, you see what Lukaku looked like at 20. But yes, he does look out of place a little bit. Yeah. If you want to salivate, think of all the different 11s that France can put out there in Russia. This yeah. Oh. It is wow. absurd. The, the, the fact that France did not win the Euros is one of the biggest bottle jobs I have ever seen. Mm. They should have easily, like not even, with no effort, they should what have won the Euros. What a shit Euro. final. Like, I, please yeah. don't remind me of that final. Right, let, let's do this quickly. Just, not the whole team, but just the strikers, right? So you've got Giroud. You've got Giroud, Lacazette, Griezmann. Mbappe. Mbappe. Dembele. Yeah. Koeman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. then you've got some fringe... Gignac. Gignac. Both Dembele's, both I guess. Yeah. You can... And then you start yeah. looking at the attacking players. You look like attacking mids. you got Lamar. Um, there, and then maybe Payet. Uh, Nasri, maybe even. Pogba. Wow. Uh, Pogba. Pogba. 
Matuidi, Verat, another. I keep thinking Verat is French because no, yeah. he plays it for PSG. Kante. Um, Kante. Kante. Oh, it's it's, it's an way, embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Sorry, what's the uh, defensive back line? Uh, let's see. Varane. Yeah. Koscielny. Uh, um, Sidibe. The guy at Barca. Umtiti. Uh, Umtiti. Yeah, Everett still playing. Aurea is Ivory Coast. My only concern is that Hugo Lori seems to be able to allow a howler every once in a while. For France. Yeah. No, I suppose as well. Sure, but I guess they get highlighted on the international stage a bit because it's like one game. Like, it's, you know. But they look like they are uh, the team to beat. Yeah. No Them and Germany, I think. They're also incredibly handsome, which helps. I mean, they have some of the best-looking blokes sure. around. Sure. Yeah, I think I mean, it does help. It does. Sponsorship deals. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about this last week. Right yeah. now, like, players' looks are actually quite important. Like, a player will be in the news and people will have fans, you know, fans will, of that player, etc. And there's a big part of them looking good. There's a lot of players who are really, really good, but they don't get the same Unless uh, you're Ronaldinho, come on. Sure, but now, especially now, a lot of good yeah. players are like, why isn't, he, why isn't he appreciated a bit more? And you go, well, he doesn't look as nice as... How did Ronaldinho never film at some sort of ad for the Kentucky Derby? That's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. It's... It was a missed opportunity. One of the very few things left off his bucket it's, list. He's done it all, to be fair. Yeah. He's done it all. Um, I mean, he's released yeah. rap tunes. He's if the if the ad is in a jacuzzi somewhere, he'll sign up. Because he loves a jacuzzi. No doubt. Um, what else? Valencia, Atleti, nil-nil. Actually, a really good nil-nil. It's you a great get, game. You get those once in a while, yeah. Two Spanish teams playing good old 4-4-2 and yeah. drawing nil-nil. It was everything it's, La Liga isn't. Uh, I hope I hope it don't sound stupid here, but it's Condogbia? Yep. Right? Yeah. Because he had a great game. Yeah. I was trying to remember what was it, this game. Um, he had a great game and he's had a lot of good games for Valencia so far. All three, I think he's, he's been tremendous. Uh, he's, against Madrid. He's uh, was French Madrid. too. Oh, yeah. Condogbia. There you go. So, he, does, does he ever get a look in? No. I don't know why. But he might. He might now. But they have, a, they have so many. Especially in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Coquelin. Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. Uh, Nazareth? Yeah. All right, cool. Anything else? No, that'll do, I think. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, my Twitter account is at my name, Mike Bove. And, You're going to uh, have to spell that out. It's uh, Mike, yeah. as in microphone, short for <laughs> Michael. It's B-E-A-U-V-A-I-S. It is, and I'm not just blowing smoke here, one of the funniest Twitter accounts I I've ever seen. I that, thank you. Yeah, Alex was telling me, I was like, what? He deserves way more followers. That's true. Yeah. I appreciate it. So uh, let's you. hope let's hope to get some more now. No? All right. Uh, Rache, what's your Twitter account? Uh, at Rache underscore UTC. I just wanted to see if you remembered it. <laughs> I actually don't know. Like, I'm on there 24-7, but I, I couldn't tell you what it is. I think it's Mo underscore Arsenal 89. Something stupid yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's yours, Alex, since we're doing this? At under underscore the cost. And the most important one, the blogs. That's what I just said. Oh, I was asking for yours. Yeah, but I actually don't remember mine either. All right, (laughs) that'll do. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.